Hi, welcome to Stammer Stories. My name is William Lovin and I'm your host and founder of this podcast. In this podcast, we talk about stammering from all perspectives. I'll be talking to people who stammer, people who are in the stammering field and people who have a general interest in the topic. So today's episode is a very exciting episode because, so as you know, within my episode, I might spoke about doing, doing, doing an apprenticeship. And then, then throughout my apprenticeship, so I was very involved in the multiverse um, community it, it's going to be very hard because when I was doing it so it was called White Hat so if you hear me say White Hat so it's on the multiverse so I may be backtracking on what I so so during my time so I was dealing with uh, different members of the team from the community team like like my two guests today Jack Venner Jamila who are joining me will be talking about my experience in the community but also just their thoughts about stammering because they don't stammer so, Jack Jamila, welcome to the podcast. Can you can you please in, introduce yourself and tell me what you do? So, Jack, you go first. Sure. So, yeah. Firstly, thanks for having us today, Will. Um, yeah. So, I joined Multiverse um, about seven months ago um, from a previous role at a company called News UK. So, I was at Media. And now, I'm in as Multiverse, which is like a a tech startup um and um i sit within the community team with jamila and part of my well my role is an events associate so um we're probably touching it a little bit more because will has been involved in lots of our events um well a couple since i joined um uh yeah and i suppose some of the events we do we have we have like some speaker series events where we get in special guests um, we've had the likes of people like Alistair Campbell, June Sarpong. Um, we do lots of workshops. I think we have about three or four workshops a week. So there's things like technical skills, uh, business skills, um, and yeah, and lots, lots more, loads of different events. But yeah, that's what I do at, at Multiverse. Perfect. So Jim, Jim Miller. Hey, um, I'm Jamila. I also work in the community team at Multiverse. Um, I'm the community programs and networks associate. So I look after um, programs that help apprentices upskill in professional development um, and also support our apprentices in running our apprentice led networks. Um, I also used to be apprentice alongside Will, which is how we met um, back when it was called White Hat 2. I did digital marketing um, for 15 months and then moved straight on to Multiverse after that. And I also run, I co-run a podcast and Instagram page called Youth Unlocked with my colleague Shayla, um, where we post and talk about advice and guidance for young professionals from minority backgrounds. Perfect. Well, thank you both. So one of the things that I wanted to touch upon personally was that the the last two years have been my biggest regarding my stomach for like my confidence growth. And then one of the biggest things that I wanted to do was join me community. And and then at that time my coach, Jen, she so literally the first time I met her, so I said, How do I join? Because she had literally mentioned for at least ten seconds out of this community was like, right, tell me how how she was like, So are you sure? I was like yeah this is a step that I want to make but before we touch on that what do you because you both don't stammer what do you know about stammering and do you know apart from me do you know people who stammer so Jim Miller tell me your so 
what do you know about stammer and who do you do you have family members or friends who stammer um no I know a couple of people who stammer including yourself Will but not a huge amount um and other than having conversations with you and seeing all of your posts on Instagram about stammering and all the work that you've done with the media over the past few months, I don't know a huge amount about stammering. I know that it's not a visible trait, so it can be difficult to see if someone does have a stammer. But other than that, that's pretty much the extent of my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I was having to think about this earlier and I, I'm either just very oblivious or I genuinely haven't met anyone else with a, a stammer, Will, because really? you, you're, the, you're the first person I'm sure I've met and have, I suppose, had like active conversations with over like a period of, well, it's, I've known you almost, well, probably quite a few months now. So, but in terms of just like my knowledge of, of stammering, um, I know it can be, yeah, um, it's not necessarily visible um, and it, it affects people, I suppose, to varying degrees. Um, but yeah, I suppose before meeting yourself and doing the event together that we did the best bits on neurodiversity, that I really learned, well, more about stammering. Um, but I say before that, my, yeah, my knowledge was very limited. Um, well, because sometimes you at least may know one person, like, or, or, or may know someone who stammers, but may not actually have a stammer condition. And stammering affects there are over one hundred forty thousand young people slash children within the UK who stammer. And I think there's a massive. I think it's don't get so don't correct me if this is wrong, but I know that there's over a million people in the UK that do stammer. And like some don't talk about it, some do. And like it affects around 1% in all cultures across the world. Like, I'm really scared about these facts are, are wrong. So, so people, people are like, every single thing you just said is absolutely incorrect, but I hope not. So, so, so as you know, I, uh, so I, so I was quite vocal throughout my time through the community. So Jamila, you've been as like more than Jack because like for me in person social events or like, going to different not just for social events but like going to different schools or all career fairs and like breakfast clubs so if I hadn't told you about my stammer do you think you would have noticed it or asked about it because that because that's something that I'm always very conscious conscious about is if people notice it if I don't tell them about it Mm. I think yeah just by having conversations with you and also collaborating with you on the projects that we did um, within the, I was going to say White Hat, the multiverse community, um, I could tell. But I think my standard level of curiosity would have just asked you about yeah. it anyway to find out more um, and to hear your story. And I think um, that's really important, just having conversations with yourselves and others who have stammers as well is the way to understand and know what you're going through and I think again the work you've done with the media recently is really good resource for people like me who don't know a lot about stammering to find out more and hear the real life stories so yeah I commend you for what you've been doing you've been doing a really good job. Thank you so that's really fascinating for me because like I've had a job interview where I've mentioned that I had a stammer halfway through and they said 
do you? So I'm al- always curious to know people because I'm very self-conscious about it. So Jack, would you know, say if I, but, but, but it's difficult because the events that we've done are sort of around, like the first event that we probably did was around neurodiversity, but do you think mm. if, if you weren't focusing on stammering, do you think you would have noticed my stammer then? Yeah. Do you know what, it's, it, is, it is difficult as well. And um, I was thinking earlier and it's going to sound, I'm going to sound like a bit of a stalker, but when I was going through like the multiverse <laughs> interview process, obviously you go, going for any job, you're doing tons of research on the company yeah. and um, on like multiverses YouTube channel, um, yeah. And in all their photos on the website, it would be either Jamila or Will or someone <laughs> like there was a group of apprentices that just seemed like um, the poster boys and girls of multiverse. So and within one of these videos, I was doing like a bit of a deep dive for YouTube. And um, there was I think it was like your, your apprentice of the month short video, yeah. just like um yeah just the market i suppose yeah. and within that you mentioned your stammer yeah. i i think i re-watched it earlier and up until you mentioned it in that video you wouldn't i uh, wouldn't have noticed really? so it, i'm very biased because I, I i knew of yourself and jamila and some of the people before i even joined multiverse um but i don't know if i've i've obviously joined multiverse after your apprenticeship and before I joined you've done a lot of work within the community and um I, I yeah I was just wondering if the work you've done within multiverse and some of the events do you feel like that's helped with your stammering and I suppose have I joined at a point where would it be is it different now your stammer to what it was during your apprenticeship and would that have made it less obvious for myself because I don't feel like I'd pick on up it, it too much um that is such a good question. Like it's Sorry, definitely I know you're interviewing us, Will. Yeah. But, um... No, this is perfect because I definitely think that it's definitely changed over the last two years because my confidence has grown. But also I think being surrounded by people my own age has definitely changed. And I think Jamila would agree that if you saw me at a event at the start of my apprenticeship, I, I, I wouldn't have really been socializing with that many people apart from the apprentices who I may have met before because I'm always curious to know about how will that person portray my style or like I just hadn't really had the chance before to know it so I think if you saw me in a event now you would think that it's different but also my stammer would be different so that the community because the thing with the community and I've told so many people this is that so if you have a thought you you guys rarely say no you try and make that happen or or you try and find a way out of it or but like doing a in interview with you and then sophie so i thought shola and then charlotte the um the community manager at the time would shut me down instantly going i don't think that's possible but be, before i knew it the next one they had reached out to you and then sophie they were both really keen to do it and that was sort of a big the biggest thing regarding my stammer that had happened so i think Jamila, can you tell the difference between now and two years ago regarding my stammer? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm trying to think where we actually first met and I can't pinpoint it, but the journey that you've been on and the journey that I've seen you grow, especially since joining the multiverse yeah. team, 
um, and working on the other side of things is is amazing because I was in a similar boat to you where I was similarly quite shy at the beginning of my apprenticeship but like you getting involved with the multiverse community and just pushing like we pushed ourselves to do things out of our comfort zone I think that's what was the flip of the switch in terms of going from shy introverted to more outgoing yeah. confident um in our abilities and what we would were doing so yeah I'd definitely say we've both been on journeys in terms of confidence but I'm really really impressed with how far you've come um hosting events and and having your own podcast now it's amazing okay. so now it's time to talk about the deeper but also the more damaging side of stammering which is the bullying and the comments so I'm not sure so Jamila this question is for you because you were part of the situation we were having a event at the google office and i was running i had just been actually from multiverse office to collect some stuff and i was at baker street tube station and i, I was already running late so i was quite flustered about timings and and then because of baker street it's the world's most confusing tube station with a million different platforms so i was confused about where to go to get to king's cross and i said to the tube guard not sure if you know the story, Jack, but was like, where, what platform do I need to go on to go to King's Cross? He literally pointed at a platform and said, you need to go over there. So I went over there, still was very baffled. I went back and I said, I'm really sorry, being very British, saying sorry, but I didn't even need to say sorry about. Can you please tell me what platform, because I'm running late for my meeting. And he got quite arsy. He told me to F off because I had already asked him once, but he rolled his eyes when I stammered and there were other people around me who could see them, but I was a bit taken back and no one came to me. And then when I responded to that, to our group chat saying, that's just happened, the response was huge on your side. But what was your initial reaction when you heard that? When, when did you think that that sort of thing would actually happen in, in in reality I mean yes I think people are very nasty but when I did hear that initially like you said you mentioned our group chat I was just very angry firstly that I couldn't be there to like say yeah. something back to this guy because I'm quite defensive with these situations but also angry because you're supposed to be working, the guy's supposed to be working in a public sector, you're supposed to have patience, um, and they have that type of response to someone who's genuinely asking for help, um, yeah. and not bothering you in any way that's affecting your day-to-day -day life, this is your job, this is what you're supposed to be doing, um, and because you're someone, Will, that I class as a friend, obviously I felt very upset, defensive, angry about things like yeah. this happening to you, um, but also angry that anyone can treat a stranger like that. I think it's disgusting behaviour and it's unacceptable to speak to someone that you don't know, someone that you don't know their background, their story, yeah. what they might be going through. Um, to have that response, it just, it shocked me, honestly, and it still shocks me to this day yeah. that there are people out there who have that type of mindset, um, which is very sad, but it's the world that we live in. <laughs> And then we respond. I'm not sure if I told you the response from TFL, and it was absolutely nothing very close to the case because they couldn't match the person, the person who I asked. But also, they didn't even refund my ticket cost. Nothing. And then they were saying, "Oh, we're looking at this," and you you could tell that they wouldn't. They just wanted me to go. Then, then, then because it could have been the case that I could be like, but it was also one of those situations. Like if I wasn't. 
if I didn't have a mindset that I had, that could really damage someone's sort of confidence and, mm-hmm. and their thoughts and maybe make them be afraid of talking to asking for help. So Jack, what are you hearing that story for probably the first one? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I'm we've had, I think we've briefly spoken about it before. So I've I have heard that story, but similar very similar reaction to Jamila and it's difficult to think what you would do if you were like a bystander for something like that and it's it's so hard to not react emotionally and and the immediate reaction to go all guns blazing at the person who's who has made a comment whether it's to someone with a stammer or it might be like um to do with race or just yeah any situation like that where someone's being like verbally abused or um being bullied and it's yeah my initial reaction and my reaction would want to be to um defend and maybe say something back that probably was not as equally as as nice but that's that is not the right thing to do so yeah it's just to be I suppose be there as a support to the person and the best thing to do would just be to check in with yourself. Maybe a bystander could give you just the directions that this um, horrible man couldn't. Um, So yeah, it's just being there as like a support and checking in with with yourself or the person. Um, But that's me now. My reaction might be a bit different than if I was there in person. (laughs) (laughs) But again, it's yeah you it's I suppose that's a bit of a different scenario because this is a person at work in their uniform but um reacting maybe how you want to to someone in the street who could be drunk or angry or Mm -hmm. it could just really escalate the situation so um I wouldn't do one thing but I do the sensible thing which I suppose (laughs) yeah but like it's sort of fascinating for me like how I reacted because like I I somehow was so strong mentally because it, so I think my anger took over when I was like I told my boss so, so I texted my boss he said I'm not sure how, how you didn't just burst in, into floods of tears because she was like I'm, I'm not sure how, how you did it because I, I'm really not sure how I didn't because I didn't really want to make a scene when I was late for my meeting I thought my focus is just to get here on time and well, was still running late, but I thought my goal is just to get here, then I'll deal with it. And every single person who I told had the exact same reaction as you both. And following from that, so like I said, the bullying effects are huge. And I got bullied at school for like, why can't I say my own name? Or like kids are very direct. Like we all know kids say what they want to say. And the effects, the mental health effects it's been proven have been huge of a kid with a stammer. And between 16 and 24 year olds, 20, 27% of Brits think it's okay to make fun of someone with a stammer, which is a huge stat. But sort of, so, so, so you sort of answered that. But if you were in person and you witnessed like someone at a coffee bar um, who, who was stammering saying their order, then the barista was sort of rolling their eyes or going, come on, there's customers behind how would, would you feel comfortable stepping in even if you didn't know that person or or would you find it tricky to think do I step in or, or do I just 
check on a person after. Mm, yeah, it's it's hard. I think like I, I'm quite keen to wonder what you what you would want, Will, because yeah. I imagine like if someone like stepped in in that situation and was just like picked up on it, picked up on your stammer, picked up on the person being rude, is this gonna is it gonna make it worse? Is it like for your for for yourself with your stammer will it that's that would be my thought i i would think like if i didn't step in in that moment and you've got your coffee and whatnot and then there was a moment not privately but you could make a comment um or maybe go and speak to like a colleague i'm not sure but yeah i wondered what someone in your situation would you want someone to step in i suppose it's different for everyone but do you think it could make the situation worse and and make your stammer more difficult in that situation? It's really odd because the one piece of that, uh, one, one advice that I always say in every is thing is never finish our sentences. But in that situation, it's like you sort of want people to realise because then things won't change. But also, will it make you more? conscious at the time if you're so I think the best thing to do if you did witness it would be after but don't try not like it's like the worst thing is when like we we all find it hard or really annoying if someone's patronizing in certain situations like if our like when you can tell you're down if someone's down then when someone goes oh why are you feeling so down or or, or, or like turn that my upside down like there's the automatic frown upside down like it's one of those situations that you want people to notice but also do not make a big deal of it because the worst thing is making a scene which always makes stammer worse Jamila what are your thoughts on that Mm, it is a tricky one and my initial reaction would be to jump in and and defend yourself for example but I think I've learned to kind of process information before acting so if I saw that happening now I would wait until if, if, it, if we're talking about you in this situation yes. I'd wait until you left the coffee shop hang back a little bit until it was a bit quieter and then actually speak to the person behind the counter and just explain to them that it's not fair for you to yeah. treat firstly it's a, it's a customer that you're serving so you should have good customer service but secondly it's not fair to treat someone in that way just because you're stressed out at work you shouldn't take out on other people um and in that way it's kind of getting the message across to them so that they understand what they did was wrong but it's also not causing a scene and maybe making you feel embarrassed that there was a scene caused in the first place but still getting the point across yeah like it's a like, I think it depends on the situation because you, A, don't know how a shop person would react, but also you don't know how a person with a stammer would react. Like, you don't want to make them more angry. You're like, this is none of your business, but also you want to, because, like, I, like I think lots of people, like one of the reasons why I want to, wanted to create this podcast was because people don't know what for, they may not know what the right thing to do. So if they do something, it may be, the, they may think that they're doing a good thing, but then it may be the wrong thing. And so that's one of those situations where you just have to judge out the time, but also sort of gauge the person as well on both yeah. 
So, so as I briefly mentioned, my I'm always very self-conscious about my stammer to people who I've never met, and but also for like starting like Zoom calls or like they, when it's virtually as well because in person it's more of a more comfortable environment because you're because with a Zoom you've got a set time of joining on the call at X time. So Jack, we've only worked together for a few months and we've only met virtually and not in person, but also we've only spoken on calls, which of course is the case in virtually. And I'm always self-conscious of my stammer on calls in normal reality, but also to new people. Like I've had meetings with people in my different teams I've never spoken to before, but I've had to talk to them on Zoom. And I'm all like I said. I'm always very self-conscious. Could you tell this in our in our initial call compared? Could you tell how I was maybe a bit not nervous, but a bit more not self-conscious because that sounds like sorry me fo- me focused. Like, could you tell the difference between the how relaxed I was in the first call compared to our call, our most recent call? Yeah, I th- I think so, but it's 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 difficult it's hard because I'm trying to I think of everyone who well lots of people who meet on the calls for the first time obviously have first time nerves and not quite sure how people are going to be so um I don't I don't know if I can really see the see a huge difference if I'm totally honest I feel like when we first met to when we talk now um I really didn't it didn't come across that you was nervous or conscious about your stammer but maybe that's all the hard work you've put in and the recent stuff you've I feel like a call with me and there's some of the conversations you've been having like in the media and are a lot bigger than talking to to me at multiverse so yeah not not masses of difference if I'm totally honest I think the only time um it was more um obvious was probably when we did that best bits event which was like well I suppose to everyone who's listening Will did an event it was like 30 40 people and we were like reviewing an old event lots of like um it was the highlights of an old event and Will yeah. was talking about like his own experiences, his work he does with stammering. And um, yeah, I suppose it was quite personal. It's a funny format of an event where you're juggling lots of different things like clips, the chat, polls. It's really, <laughs> you're juggling lots of things. It would be nerve wracking for anyone. Yeah. Um, but that was the only time and I, it was only maybe in your introduction where yeah. it was a bit more noticeable and then once that was out of the way um it it yeah it was just how it had been um the whole time like when we when we've spoken before so I'd say not when we first met and when we speak to ourselves the only time was during that event to like 40 people um where I he was obviously a little bit more nervous yeah. but as everyone would be so <laughs> That's fascinating. Like, it's just really, because, like, it's really weird how I don't get nervous doing a, let's say, radio interview in front of millions of people. 
However, like I feel way more nervous doing like a team presentation because it's because it's people who like I'm way more nervous than doing it in front of people who are not people who I will be dealing with more. Like I think it's different talking to a journalist or like a presenter because I'll only be having that like, one conversation with them. And because it's like it's really weird how how how, how you get the adrenaline rush. Like like Jamila, you would know that if you're not doing a media, you sort of get the adrenaline rush that your nerves are sort of go out of a window as soon as you do it but then at the same time it's sort of more nerve-wracking because you've got way way many more people listening and it's but it's just like I said that same question to my boss saying could you tell the difference from when I first joined she said yeah you're a completely different person now like it's so fascinating just seeing how you've even changed from the start of lockdown to now so sort of Going from that, are there, do you know of many apprentices in the apprentice community or any people who work at Multiverse who, are there anyone in Multiverse who stammers? Well, I think there's no one, but you guys work there, so hopefully you may be able to answer that. Yeah, I, I don't know of anyone, but I was doing a little bit of research quickly earlier, and those figures you were saying earlier, like 1% to 3% yeah. of people in the uk have a stammer and i was we have like just over i think we've just peaked four thousand apprentices and alumni at multiverse um so like statistically we yeah. should have 40 to 120 people Ooh. but i don't know i'm not aware of any i don't know if jamila you are no neither i was trying to think earlier but I'm not too sure. Um, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Mm. I think that um, there, I think there will be though. Yeah. We just yeah. won't know. Yeah. Because uh, obviously we like me and Jamila aren't coaches, so we only yeah. really like engage with apprentices who are involved in events and might speak up at events and ask questions. Lots of our events, you've got the opportunity to write in the chat. Um, so it there I'm sure there is people and mm -hmm. our coaches will be a lot more of aware I suppose if we ask like yeah. all our coaches um yeah. they would say something differently but um I personally um, yeah I don't know anyone mm, I think oh sorry well go ahead <laughs> I was gonna say I think having a neurodi neurodiversity network yeah. or group for the community will be really helpful in building bringing those people together um because it will kind of create a space for them that they might feel more comfortable sharing things or coming to an event together and building connections in that group or in that network yeah. so hopefully we'll have that up and running soon yeah and these are like all i'm not massively teed up i know that these are all like um protected characteristics so it's not yeah. something we can just like go and like have a look and fill out um i'm sure i'm sure there is but yeah setting up a, a network like jamila um is that a spoiler jamila oh maybe <laughs> it's in the works it's, it's, yeah it's tbc We're planning yeah. the planning yeah. stages so. so we sort of mentioned about like the press interviews have you been stammering is quite a unique topic have you been surprised by the amount of coverage that we have actually got mm. so, so, so you can say the truth like if I, you think is compared to other topics that could be 
spoken about. I yeah, I think I think the like I don't know. I'm trying to think like in the media at the moment and how it's been for like the past year. I feel like it needs it's really needed now more than like these like inspiring stories of people who are just like doing real good in the world are just like come of like um like overcome I want to say adversity but I think that's the wrong word but like inspiring stories I feel maybe that's why it's like really got picked up in the media recently because it's just a really nice story um and I was thinking when I was saying I don't really know anyone who has stammer or have met anyone with a stammer. I imagine when like they're like pitching stories to like media um, titles and stuff, these people who are picking up the stories are probably in a very similar situation to myself where they're just not that clued up on it. So yeah. they, and then I suppose it's a bit like Domino's effect. It's like if they don't know, they probably think, I wonder if our readers know about this. So I imagine that's why it's got picked up and um yeah and I suppose yourself I wonder if there's other people with a stammer who uh, feel like they'd be up for like talking to the media and talking about it's obviously quite personal and if speaking about a stammer and and like your experiences maybe yeah people aren't up for doing it so I imagine that's why um they pick up yourself will because you're um uh up for it and you've had lots of experience in it as well so right. so next question it's all to be mixture so I'm, I'm i'm sort of combining two questions in once so i'm going to answer you both so as you know the pandemic has affected lots of people in different ways lots of people who stammer who are going back to work are they, they are possibly wondering how their how their stammer may change going back into in-person socializing but also at the same time what advice would you have for those but also what advice in general would you have to people who stammer and people who don't stammer so yeah so jamila you can go first mm, i think it's important for employers and companies to remember to be inclusive and sensitive um, because it's been a tough year for a lot of us. So going back to normal work for everyone will be difficult, but especially for those who might be self-conscious or nervous um, with their stammer, it's important to to remember that and be sensitive um, and to be flexible and adaptive to different ways of working because I never thought that I would be having zoom calls every day when going into the working world but that's become the new normal um so yeah little things like that but remembering that people have taken the last year in different ways and have dealt with things in their own ways so yeah being sensitive um and then the second question was advice to people who stammer and people who don't yeah right so advice to people who stammer i would say don't be afraid to speak out, um, which is a lot easier said than done. But um, a lot of the time people just want to talk to you and hear your stories. Um, so don't be afraid to speak out. People want the best for you um, and to stand out from the crowd like you were born to. 
Um, and then for people who don't stammer, it's a bit difficult because you're giving advice to yourself. Like, I'm giving advice to myself, but um, it's cheesy, but like be kind, be happy and take each day as it comes. I don't know if yeah. I went too general on that, but... No, that's yeah. good. Jack, what are your thoughts? Uh, so just quickly, the first one is like back, returning to the office. Yeah. If you work in an office. I think like some people can't wait to get back to the office. Um, they really missed it. Maybe they're like working from home like set up and just isn't like suitable and can't wait to get back in office environment socialize with your friends that is that's great and it's perfect other people will be like feeling really anxious about going back to the office maybe they've got long commutes or um it's expensive commuting to work as well so maybe that's like an added worry that like now i think travel cards can be i can't remember how much mine was it was hundreds of pounds a month so I think be vocal with like how you like we're going back to like hybrid work in a multiverse where we're going to be in an office like one day a week from July and we'll work it from there even then it's optional going back to the office and it's completely up to the person if they feel comfortable to go back to the office so I think just like have a real think about what would be like your perfect situation from like working from home or working in the office and just speak to your line manager and see how they can just like accommodate that because they'll want you to be working your best and feel comfortable at work because they will likely be able to like come to some arrangement that suits you so yeah as we're going back to the office just be have a real think about what's worked best for you and and like raise that with your company and I'm sure they'll be able to accommodate it. So that's going back to the office. And then I think just in terms of just quickly, like this advice for someone having a stammer, I know, Will, you mentioned before you had like a, an employee network for visible and non-visible differences at, um, at Publicis. So I just, yeah, I wonder if just like see if your company has something similar um, and if they don't, maybe think about starting one yourself it'll do great for your own like internal company PR if you've you've like leading on an initiative like this and I know companies because they did in my old company and I'm sure they would at multiverse is companies have budget set aside for things like this for if it's like a monthly meetup I'm sure they would give you 50 100 pounds to buy some drinks or have like a social activity so companies want you to do things like this so yeah think about I suppose this is for uh, stammering but for anyone advice going back into a company just find your little clique at work it doesn't have to be within your team um and yeah you'll get to meet loads of different people around around your company as well um and there's lots of different lots of different networks sports teams um I've only worked in big companies, so I'm sure it's different for a company of five. Um, but yeah, in big organisations, there's usually other little groups that you can meet people in. So. Okay, so that's great. Those are very good pieces of advice, and some that I've not really thought about myself. So thank you for that. My last <laughs> question is so I've not prepped you with this question. When you think of someone famous who stammers, who do you think of? Your first person who comes to your head. Uh, mine, mine's Michael Palin, but only because I 
listened to your podcast episode last week. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the only reason uh-huh. why, because it was mentioned by your guest um, on episode two, I think it was. Um, otherwise, I don't... I can't think of someone on top of my head. Jamila, if you... No. <laughs> um, I, my mind has gone completely blank, but I think I was looking through your Instagram, Will, the other day, and I'm pretty sure you posted Nicole Kidman? Yes. Very yes. good. Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I, I can think of someone. Um, uh, the King's Speech, the, yeah. the, the Queen's Dad, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. bang on. So we've had so, so so many different names mentioned, and like we've had Darth Vader, the actor who plays Darth Vader stammers. We've had Joe Biden, who's very oh uh, yeah, of course, yeah. Like stammer. Uh, King George. We've had so many different people. Like we've had a whole variation of stuff. So thank you both so much for joining me. Oh, um, so include both of their social media links. You can go go and give them a follow and. And yeah, message them and and ask them any questions. I'm sure they'll be very happy to answer. But also check out Multiverse if you're looking for for an apprenticeship. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. As I mentioned before, we have some really exciting guests coming on, and and I'm so excited to, to see the podcast grow. So it'd be great. So if you could follow us on Instagram and Twitter, that's where we post all of our exciting updates and facts. See you next time in two weeks. Mm-hmm.